Hello and welcome to the Off The Scales podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bailey, and besides me is my beautiful co-host, Hayley Johnson. Hello. <laughs> so today is our first episode. Um, I'm pretty damn nervous. How are you feeling, Hales? Yeah, just weirdly very, very nervous. I'm just having a conversation with you, really, but it feels really, really strange. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting started. As soon as you press that record button, it does it does change things, right? Yeah, massively. And this is very far out of our comfort zone. There's a lot of things that could go wrong with this. I'm thinking some clients might get to know us a lot better and maybe we could lose a few clients from it. I'm just worrying that you might find some stuff out about me, Nick, to be fair, that you don't already know. So uh, not only could it end our business, but it could end our relationship. So let's get into it. Um, The first thing that we're going to talk about before we even go into the goal of this podcast, some of the topics we're going to talk about today is something that I found quite interesting whilst trying to start this podcast. Basically, we've gone against the grain of everything we found on the internet, all the um hints and tips that they give you and one of the things that i found very quite interesting was how to choose your intro music you'll notice we are lacking intro music at the moment but one of the quotes that really stuck out to me was if your podcast was a tv show what would the theme song be and what i want to kind of ask you hales as well as any of our listeners people who might know us people who are clients more so of if our business, if our coaching business, or if our relationship of me and you was a theme tune to a TV show, what would it be? So Haley, what would you think it would be? I think uh, our relationship and our family just as a whole, I've always said to a lot of my clients as well, it's a circus in this house. Most of the time, it is absolutely crazy. So so that has now been uh what recorded so that could be the official theme theme tune the official intro to this podcast but any clients any friends any family out there what would you recommend for the introduction or the theme tune to our podcast and you've got to Give us your reasons why. Comment on, um, comment, message us, let us know what you think it would be. So, let's actually get into the podcast. And being our very first podcast, what we just want to discuss at the start of this is what the goal of this is. What do we want to achieve with this podcast? So, our thoughts are to basically not only share our experiences and our expertise in the health and fitness industry but also to help educate and inspire and to have a laugh about it all. We really want to bring the human element of fitness uh, to the forefront of this discussion, which sounds pretty crazy, but one of the biggest problems that we see in the health and fitness industry is that people forget that they are not just an eating and training machine. You know, they always want the perfect diet, the perfect training program, but they also have so many other important things in our life. They also have stress, they've got responsibilities, they have other values and goals, and we really want to highlight how to navigate all of that whilst balancing your health, fitness and nutrition and come out the other side sane, healthy and happy. It's something that I think a lot of people struggle with because one of the big things we see all the time is like the all or nothing approach or about people, they'll compare themselves and see all these 
see other people who are looking like they're conquering the fitness element of life, but you don't know what's going on everywhere else. So we want to really talk about that and bring the human aspect to the front of the discussion. So moving on, we're going to just introduce ourselves very quick. Who are we? I think over the next few episodes, you'll probably get to know us quite a bit. And again, that's quite a scary thought. But we'll give you a quick rundown of who we are, what our experience and expertise are. So I'm Nick. I'm an online coach who works with mums and dads and I help them take back their control of their bodies and become the example that their kids follow in terms of health and fitness. I'm an ex-British Army combat medic. I was a combat medic for eight years and also served five years of that as a physical training instructor. A lot of people ask me, what is a physical training instructor in the Army? And whilst a lot of squaddies and a lot of... Um, veterans will probably laugh and hate me saying this if you think of uh, american drill sergeants in the movies that is essentially what i was the shouting the screaming getting people running getting people doing push-ups press-ups also preparing them for battle and for war um, and that's a very brief rundown of my expertise Haley. So I'm Hales, I'm an online coach. I help women get the most out of their resistance-based training. I help them create better habits and develop a healthier relationship with their body, food and exercise. And I think as a parent myself, obviously having three children, I understand how you tend to lose yourself a little bit after having children you kind of put yourself to the bottom of the pecking order and you don't really kind of look after yourself so that's a big thing that I always kind of drive home with all of my clients that have got children you know you need to really really look after your health and your well-being um I work with a whole kind of range of different women currently I work with women that have never picked up a dumbbell in their lives and are but are really keen to kind of learn more about resistance training and at the other end of the scale i work with other online coaches so it's it's fantastic really to have such a huge range of different women that i work with i was also a midwife for 10 years before i entered the fitness industry so whilst i was a midwife i was also working in a gym part-time as well i was doing like 50 hours a week at one point that was obviously before i had children but I was combining the two kind of professions together but then in 2016 decided that enough was enough and that I would follow my passion and enter the fitness industry full time. And just to high, just to make clear, I predominantly work with parents, Hales predominantly works with women but they are not the only people we work with. I have many clients who aren't parents, uh, Hales has clients who aren't women who are who don't do who aren't into resistance based training they are just who we predominantly work with and then so that's us individually but together we've got three beautiful children one together two from a previous marriage of Haley. we've got chloe who's 10 harry who's seven and kobe who's 18 months we've also got a cocker spaniel a labrador much to Haley's uh if anybody uh, has seen my post recently, I do love dogs really. It's just the fact they make so much mess and that's what I really, really don't like and they can be a little bit irritating at times and I'm sure there's other people out there that feel exactly the same. And suddenly we've lost 99% of <laughs> listeners because Haley is not a dog lady. Um, and altogether that makes our absolute circus of a family and our life is basically navigating this trying to live a health, healthy, 
fit and happy lifestyle, being an example to our children and trying to show them a better way to really how we grew up because we both had our own um, bumps in the road growing up in terms of health and fitness and even as adults. So yeah, that's who we are. And again, we don't want to delve into it too much. This isn't a podcast just about us. However, I think it's important that you understand uh, and get to know us as we go through this. And this is one of the reasons why I love the idea of starting a podcast because when you're delivering stuff over Instagram, uh, it you can't put as much of information or even as much of your personality as you would possibly like and that's again the scary thing about having a podcast there is no filter we are going to be doing this completely unedited um so you will really get to know us which is scary and great at the same time (laughs) and so let's move on to our first topic which is how health and fitness can positively impact other areas of your life this is something me and Hayley are both uber passionate about and it's something we experience and see every single day not only with ourselves but with our clients right yeah definitely and when we when we mention it a lot of people will look at us in like quite um curious ways to begin with like how does getting fitter help me in anything else that i do other than health and fitness well we're going to talk about a few different areas in a moment have some discussions and just see if you can relate to any of them see if any of the things that we bring up now, you think, oh, yes, that is, you know, I've experienced that before, or even I'd like to experience that. So the first one that I want to talk about is how building confidence through health and fitness can leak over to other areas, such as your work life, your relationships. Um, so Haley, do you want to start us off with that? Yeah, I mean, in terms of working on your kind of physical health, it kind of I personally think it does have the huge ripple effect into your career, into your relationship. I've had so many clients that have said to me over the past year that have been working with them that they now have this kind of new found confidence through eating better, gaining more confidence through resistance training, that they feel like they can almost kind of take on the world and that they can, you know, go for that job interview that they've always wanted to go for. And I think that's that is absolutely huge and as a coach it's wonderful to hear that you've obviously helped somebody see what they're very they're very capable of just by you know improving a few kind of areas of their life which which is amazing yeah it's something that i've seen and experienced quite a bit and to put it into like layman's terms the happier more confident you feel the more risks you would take, the more you'll put yourself out there. And one of the safest places to learn that is in a gym or through health and fitness, whether it's running, whether it's in a gym, whether it's at home. By achieving something every single day, every workout, you're achieving something. Every day, if you've got nutrition goals, if you've got step targets or anything like that, you're achieving something every day, you suddenly learn what you are capable of. And all the little things outside of the gym, maybe it's about a promotion, maybe it's about a job, maybe it's um, a relationship with with anyone really, like a partner, friends, family, whatever it is, you suddenly become more used to pushing yourself. You suddenly start seeing, oh, just like in the gym, there's stepping stones that I can take and I can really, really work on to achieve something else. So achieving something every day by learning that you're not made of glass physically will also help you realise you're not made of glass mentally. How many times have you 
done a deadlift or you've done some press-ups and you think, oh, I can't do that. How many times I can't do that many reps? And then you go and do it. Or day one of being in the gym and you can't do one push-up. And like, what's your clients just achieved like when they first started with you? Yeah, I mean, I've just had a client that um, initially when she started, she was able to do just knee press-ups. And now she is, she went on to doing push-ups on, on her toes and she managed about two or three. And then we've been working on it over the last couple of months and she went and just smashed out eight full press-ups and she was absolutely buzzing about it. And absolutely love it when clients have really kind of put that much commitment into working on something and they feel amazing for it and like I said then it has a ripple effect on everything else you know she's feeling strong she's feeling confident which will then impact on her relationship on her kind of relationship with the kids as well seeing mummy doing something awesome for herself so yeah absolutely absolutely love that and you've also, like, when you spoke to me about this, you when you were talking about it, it was obvious she wasn't even that, it wasn't just the press-ups, it wasn't the actual action of being able to do eight press-ups, it was something she just didn't think she oh, could yeah, do. yeah, yeah, like, because she'd achieved it, and, like, she'd always said to herself that, I can't do press-ups, I'm not strong enough, my upper body strength's crap, I can't do press-ups. And then she went, and she's now aiming for 10 next week, so she's kind of setting herself a new challenge now, which, it, again, is just ace. And then you've had, a, like again, I'm going to use your clients as an example. Um, you had another client who recently went for a job that they said they yes. would never have gone for before working yeah. with you. Have And again, that has stemmed from becoming healthier and fitter and all the values and lessons and characteristics built up from that. Confidence being one of them, but just learning what you are capable of. Learning in the safest environment what hard work and consistency and adherence over time can get you and that failure isn't the worst thing in the world for example we all fail at some point in the gym if i tried to do um i don't know 100 press-ups now i would fail but if i carried on trying to do that day in day out and took steps and had a plan and tailored my nutrition towards it i'd eventually get there and i would but i would never get there without that initial failure first and i also think it helps you get over that fear of failure. So, moving away on away from confidence, um, but it's kind of intertwined. I also think that health and fitness can positively impact other areas of your life by you becoming the best version of yourself. And I'm going to put this in the perspective of uh, a, someone who has a family and a, as a dad and a partner. But becoming the best version of you to me. It means having physically more energy for your kids, for your partner, for your family, to do things with them, to play with them. If you are if you are in a, a poor state of health and fitness, it doesn't impact you as a dad or a mum in any way, shape or form. You do, you love your kids more than anything in the world. However, you might not have as much energy to play with them as you would like. And this is something that a recent sign-up of mine, a lad who I actually went to school with, was talking about when we were talk when we did his consultation. It was like, why do you want to get fitter? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to get stronger? And one of the things he said was because he wants to be able to play with his kid. He wants to be able to go to to the park and play football with his kids as they grow up. He wants to come back, finish work, and still have energy to put into his partners, his kids, his relationships. And you are becoming the best version for you for the ones that you love physically, mentally. You have better moods. You'll be more confident again. You will be able to give so much more to these people. 
Do you have any thoughts on that at all? Yeah, in terms of experiences with clients that I've had so far is um, a lot of clients initially, you know, their, their nutrition is perhaps quite poor when they first come on board. They aren't exercising, they're not moving their body enough. When they start doing that and their nutrition is improving, they are starting to, like you say, Nick, challenging themselves on a daily basis, then it gives them that newfound confidence. And like I said, I've had clients that have said, I used to be so not a great person to be around. You know, I used to be quite snappy, quite irritable, and always felt like I was snapping at the kids. And actually, because you're doing something for yourself and you're challenging yourself on a daily basis, you are fueling your body with more nutritious food, becoming stronger, building that confidence, you end up being a nicer person to be around. And I'm sure you would agree, Nick, that when I'm training and I'm eating a little bit better rather than neglecting myself, I'm fairly nice to be around. Yeah, fairly nice. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that, really. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that, really. So, yeah, basically, you got anything else to add that or to well, summarise no, it? I mean, I think challenging yourself on a daily basis and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, uh, if you're not doing that, it tends to lead to quite a lot of, I feel, like discontent with your life. You're thinking you're... You're quite dissatisfied with your lot kind of thing. So I think by actually challenging yourself, that discontent tends to be removed a little bit and that what's the point kind of attitude tends to be kind of pushed to the back. And that, like we said, it doesn't have to be with health and fitness, but the safest place to start and probably one of the smartest places to start is with health and fitness. It's the safest way to learn and to uh, build confidence to learn what you're capable of and then it transcends into other areas on top of having more energy for everything else like fitness truly does health and fitness truly does impact other areas of your life it's not just about i don't know trying to get abs for summer or trying to get you know um biceps for the lads or anything like that there's so many more reasons to become uh, to embark on a health and fitness journey and the values and lessons you learn from it go into so much more. I think it's important as well, while we're just touching on that, is that health and fitness isn't just about throwing some weights around or going out on a run or, you know, fueling yourself with all this nutritious food. It's about managing your stress, but getting good quality sleep. And I think those are the things that people tend to neglect when it comes to their health. You know, we all want to, you've had clients, they jump on board, they want to focus on weight loss, they want to lose body fat, or they want to build muscle, but they haven't kind of worked on those fundamental things like their sleep and their stress management that will actually set a really good foundation to build on those things. Yeah, absolutely. And Again, we're not trying to delve too far into the topic today. It's our first podcast. We just want to give some value here. Um, And we're going to deep dive into quite a lot of these topics, the mindset around them moving forward. But we just want to get across exactly why we are so into health and fitness and how that is what we predominantly work on. A byproduct of becoming healthier and fitter is not only potentially having abs not only potentially having bigger biceps it is everything else that comes with it so moving on to our second topic and this is something quite relevant to today because we've been having a lot of messages about people 
um, basically struggling with the pressures of coming out of lockdown. We hear a lot of how, in their words, they've let themselves go. They need to get back in shape. Uh, they're worried about what people will think of them because the health, like 99% of people, has taken a hit during a lockdown. So we want to talk about the pressures of coming out of lockdown, things that you can do and things to focus on, really. So Hayley, again, do you want to start us off and we'll go from there? Well, for myself, I'm going to just touch on kind of a kind of a more kind of personal experience, really, for myself, because obviously coming out of lockdown, this is nothing really to do with fitness side of things. I've, especially after the second lockdown, and I don't know why, but the social anxiety I felt of going back into a gym was huge. You know, it was something that, why did I feel like this in terms of, I love the gym, I love the environment, so why am I so anxious about going back? And again, I just want to kind of say to people really that I gave myself a bit of time. Yes, I didn't force myself to go back into the gym. I didn't force myself to go into any social situation straight away that I didn't want to. And being kind to yourself, giving yourself, you know, being patient with yourself and maybe having somebody there who can support you. So, you know, the first time I went back, rather than going on my own, I made sure Nick was there. And, you know, as soon as you're there, you're normally okay. But um, that was a, a big thing for me, really, just that kind of social anxiety, going back out, having to engage in conversation with people, which, you know, at the moment, me and Nick literally, you know, we do our check-ins, we're talking to a computer, doing video check-ins, and that's kind of the, the engagement we can kind of currently have, and obviously with each other to some degree. Um, so, yeah, that's a big thing, I think, to kind of touch on, really, for people with anxiety issues and this is something that I turned around to you the other day and said that I'm actually quite anxious about going back and I think about the end of the first lockdown where I went back to work and I couldn't I I, um, I read to gym I PT in person some mornings in the weeks and then I run online uh, I couldn't talk I was a stuttering mess now I'm someone who has a lisp I have a speech impediment I hide it fairly well but it comes out when I am nervous. And I, like I said, I was lisping everywhere. I was stuttering. I couldn't form sentences. And I mentioned you to the other day, I'm actually quite anxious again yeah. about going back. Um, but I think Hale touched on that pretty damn well. And I'm just going to focus on, again, people me talk, messaging us about focusing really on the aesthetics on the uh, of going back, about how they feel about themselves. And one of the biggest, pe best piece of advice I can give you is, Think more about what, what everything else you bring to the table. The people who love you and the people who are closest to you don't care how you look. They care about how you feel, obviously, and if the way you look impacts the way you feel about yourself, then it's something to work on, especially the mindset side of, of it, not just how you look. But think about everything else that you bring to the table. When when you're going back out into these social occasions, with lockdowns lifting, you're going to be seeing and talking to people. You're not you're not just bringing how you look. You're not just bringing a pair of size six jeans or a pair of size ten jeans or a large top or a medium top, whatever. You are bringing so much more to the table with it. But then moving on to the actual physical side of it. So something that I see very often, and it's not just from lockdowns, but when you see people have like going on holiday in four weeks and they're like, I need to get into shape sort of thing, that's their mentality. Or 
anything like that, they're getting married and they're like, I've only got four weeks left and I need to get into shape quick. They suddenly jump to trying the most extreme things. Now, it's not always an extreme thing like they suddenly try running an ultra marathon, but they might, it might turn them into someone who, who doesn't run, who's not ran for years and will suddenly be like, I'm going to run 10K five days a week. Sounds like me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> going, not, from, going from 0 to 100. Yeah, going 0 to 100, not being like, I need to lose weight sort of thing. But, um, so yeah, they'll try going to the extreme. Or they'll go from, have, you know, having a takeaway every week, being very um, relaxed when it comes to their food, to being the most restrictive, zero carbs, pineapple diet person. And... Any of these extremes, like I say, going from 0 to 100 in the running or 0 to 100 with a diet or trying to resistance train and every day, I'm going to train every day of the week and they've not trained once for the past two months and they wonder why it doesn't work. Don't get me wrong, they will lose weight, but 99.999% of the time they will rebound hard and they will cause themselves more injury and more harm than good. So with this, if you want quick results, seek help. And this isn't a sales plug, <laughs> by the way. And um, like we've told you the sort of people we work with, you might not relate to us. But there will be someone out there who you relate to that you can go to for help. Because if you want a quick result, there needs to be a lot of safety measures in there, right? We have, I have clients who do uh, rapid fat loss. People who, who, in order for them to be adherent to their program, they need to see a result quickly because that's just the person they are. So we'll do things like rapid fat loss. And in these rapid fat loss, I get them to track things. I get them to measure things. We keep an eye on their sleep. We keep an eye on their mood. We keep an eye on their hunger levels. I message them multiple times in a week to see how they're doing. And if there's any warning signs or red flags, I know exactly what to do. These people have all tried rapid fat loss in some way, shape or form by themselves yet they are still coming to me to help because it obviously hasn't worked. So if you, go, if you need a result fast, get help. Seek help. It is going to cost you. Pay someone to help you. Your health is not worth the risk. And if you want a quick result, you have to invest in it. Do you have anything to add to trying extreme measures? <laughs> no, not really. That, to be, to be honest. It's more, um, I think, coming out of lockdown, I think a lot of it's got to be working on I'm a big believer in working from the inside out so instead of kind of going back full ball into the gym or going into an exercise program like you said four or five times a, a week focus on those fundamentals first that I touched on earlier so you know obviously when you go come out of lockdown it may well be that you're working back in the office now it may well be that your social life suddenly is a lot higher than what it was before so Working on stress management and sleep is a huge, huge thing to kind of get absolutely kind of spot on in those first few weeks of coming out of lockdown because you are likely that your sleep routine is likely to be thrown out a little bit. You've perhaps got in a routine during lockdown where you get up at a certain time. You, if you're working from home, you have, are likely to have got in a routine with your nutrition. Uh, whereas now you're going to have to be prepared. You're going to have to be ready to go in the morning, out the door like before. And it's going to take a bit of time to get used to. So there's no point in trying to suddenly kind of chuck yourself into this huge kind of fitness 
kind of, oh my God, I need to lose a stone. I look like I'm really not happy with the, the, you know, the way that lockdown has gone for me. Let's work on getting back in a routine first because we all know that a routine is absolutely essential to kind of help you get where you want to be. And that's, again, what is often so often overlooked. Again, people will put all that time and energy into going on these 10K runs and hit a brick wall where they would have been better spent, better off spending that time and energy on things that probably don't seem as important, but will give you much better results. So instead of going on this 10K run when you've been stuck inside all the time, why not just increase your steps? Why not say, well, if you had a tracker, let's just say you were measuring your steps on a Fitbit and you're hitting 2,000 steps on average a day. Instead of going to 10, 10K runs, you could get great results of just hitting 5,000 steps a day. Mm. You get, you know, you you want to do the minimal to get the most results, the most bang for your buck. If um, you are going back out of lockdown and your diet is out of whack, then by simply tidying up a little bit will get you results and sustainable results. And there's, you have somewhere to go if anything ever slows down. You know, like if you suddenly say, I'm just going to start paying more attention to my calorie intake. Oh, I'm eating two and a half thousand at the moment. I'm just going to try and eat 2,200. Two, 2, that is so much better for you in the long term than going, I'm going to try and eat a thousand calories a day and and then I, I wonder why it doesn't, why I'm back where I started again in two weeks time. So essentially it's have a plan, be have, realistic. Have plan, be realistic about it and don't just kind of say, right, I need to lose weight, that's it, that's my main goal, and just kind of try and focus on that solely, because like I said, everything else has to be kind of spot on first for you to get, to, to reach your goals essentially, because it's going to be one hell of a hard journey if your stress is super high, and you're not sleeping well, and your sleep quality is poor, and you're running on adrenaline, you know, every single day, it is going to be very, very difficult for you to adhere to a to a calorie deficit to actually lose the body fat that you want because you know what we we're all like when we are stressed, when we are tired, you tend to crave more food, you tend to move less as well. So, and ultimately, do it for yourself. These people, most of the messages we've had are people saying that they're worried about what other people are going to think of them. Like, screw that. Like in the in the nicest possible way, screw that care about what you think if you don't want to lose weight then don't lose weight if you are happy and healthy stay where you are but if you want to lose weight so that you are more happy confident and healthy then do it for you don't do it because of jenny who you work with or john who you might bump into will think of you important to touch on that is like me and you we've always just done what we wanted to do with our bodies in terms of whether we've wanted to lose weight whether we've wanted to gain muscle and even family members, it's not down to a family member to kind of say to you, oh, you need to lose a bit of weight or, you know, don't get too big, which is the big thing that we, you always hear. If you start weight training as a woman, you know, it's like, oh, you'll get a bit bulky and you'll get a bit big. So, you know, oh, yeah. Um, in terms of that, don't let the pressure of another family member, even I know friends, but family members are a total different ball game. I understand that. But again, it is totally down to you. And if you are happy, truly happy, and you can say to yourself that I am happy the, exactly the way I am, then just with, stick with it. With your health and your body. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So coming out of lockdown, have a plan. 
Don't try anything extreme. Look at what the le- what's what can you realistically manage and add to what you're doing. And then if you do want quick results, seek help. Do it for yourself. Focus on the little things, the things that are, if your health, if your house is in order, if your health is good, then typically you will, it will show in your body. All right, so those are the first two topics we really wanted to touch on. And like I said, we're going to delve into some of the things we spoke about much more on individual podcasts. We just want to give a bit of a, um, an oversight of everything really, of what our thoughts, what our values and ethics are, what we want to achieve with this podcast and give you a little bit of value in this first episode. So now absolutely no educational value. We mentioned at the start that we want this to be quite fun. We want this to be quite chilled. And so we are going to end each of our podcasts with a game. And the game we're going to be playing with at the moment, we'll probably stick with for a while, is Would You Rather... Um, this mainly comes from the fact that Harry, who's the seven-year-old, he is mad on Would You Rather and literally will, he's got a book and will read it from front to back whilst I'm cooking tea and ask me a million Would You Rathers. So we thought it would be quite funny just to kind of put some out there. I'll not these ones though no no we were going to do them out of harry's book but then when i started to read through it i realized a lot of them are child orientated and i don't think there's gonna be many children listening to this so what we want to do is we're going to discuss our answers what we want to do you to do is play along at home message us any any of your answers your reasons any rebuttals to what we say so would you rather, number one, it's a rather sensible one, but we're going to want quite a deep answer, I can imagine. I, I already know what I want your answer to be. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Hayley. I'd rather lose the ability to read because I need to tell you to put your stuff in the wash basket and I need to tell you to tidy up. I need to tell you to pick up after yourself. I need to tell the kids to sort their stuff out. Um, Yeah, so definitely read. As you can imagine, I wasn't... (laughs) That's not the answer I wanted her to say, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And with me, I'd actually rather lose the ability to speak. I think... Why? Because I like to read, like Hales has a go at me because, and I'm stressed. I read; it's what calms me down. So whenever yeah, I'm reading, only because you become very, very ignorant. So like <laughs> I would be talking to you, and your your whole head is in a book instead of talking to me. And I have to read the same page four or five times until I actually take it in because she keeps reading. She will be she'll be giving me the silent treatment all day, and then the it's second the I get my book out. She's suddenly really, really talkative. And I just like to have a chat before we go to bed. I don't want to just be lying there in complete silence. So I like to just sum up the day, have a little bit of a reflect on how the day's gone. But you're never interested in listening. What? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'd actually rather not be able to speak. I think if I didn't speak, uh, I'm quite, I like reading. I think if I didn't speak, uh, I would have to find other ways to communicate and yeah, if I didn't speak, I couldn't get into trouble. Oh, you could. I could, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'd get into less trouble, I'd say. Uh, so yeah, l- how, uh, let us know what you think at home, what your reasons are, and if Hayley should just try giving up speaking and see how it goes, really. 
Um, so another philosophical question. Well, they're all philosophical. Would you rather go back to age five with everything you know now or know now everything your future self will learn? So would you be age, would rather be five years old? He's looking at me like this because I'm like, what is that question? So would you rather be five years old, but know everything that you currently know? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Be the age you currently are. I'm yeah. not going to tell everyone you're eight. <laughs> and know everything that you will ever learn. Oh, I think being a kid again will be such good fun, but knowing everything that I know now. But does being a kid with that the knowledge of an adult take all the fun away of being a kid? For example, you've seen Kobe, how excited he gets about his cars. Uh, my little boy... All you have to do is say car, and he if he's in a tantrum, he'll snap out of it. He's amazing. But... That's the wonders of that isn't the same if you think of it as an adult. You're like, it's a bloody car, I don't care. I suppose so. Yeah, I've got, yeah, you've changed my mind on that one. Oh, I'm going to go with the five year old one then. But then, if you know, <laughs> if you know everything that you will ever know, and what if you're not happy? At least now, but at least, at least now there's hope though. I don't like that one. No, oh, you're boring. But I think at least now there is hope. I think that requires far too much kind of thinking and I think this is supposed to be a little bit more fun. So have a funny one. Okay then, so changes back to um, either male or female, however you want to do it. Would you rather be an average person in the present or a king of a large country 2,500 years ago? Where are you finding these? These are just off the internet. (laughs) Right, you find one then. And I'll come... So if you're at home... What I was getting at <laughs> is if you are an adult who knows everything and you know you know everything you're ever going to learn, what about if you're not happy? What about if it if you know everything and you're like, I've got the rest of my life to live knowing that this is this is it. This is all See, that I'm like going to learn. I like this one. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Oh, God. That's quite interesting. Right, last one then. <laughs> Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? It's got to be the one that cures a deadly disease, hasn't it? Because you could, you would save so many lives and you would be a hero. Yeah. What? What's that? Yeah, I, I get that. And I, being a first person to explore a planet, what if you explored a very dangerous, like a shithole of, like shithole of a planet? Yeah. Burnley, for example. <laughs> what if it's like joking? What have, what have you explored the shit like the worst planet ever? Yeah, yeah Whereas, great. So see, but you would go down in history, but you go down in history with either of them, and you'd save millions of lives. So yeah, definitely, you know, cures a deadly disease or drug. Well, there you go. Next time we're going to try and find some funnier ones. <laughs> um, uh, but we had a last minute changes. We couldn't ask you. Would you rather? Have someone who a clone who always does your homework for you, a clone who always does your housework for yeah, you. Well, we could have done that, really. But yeah, so um, that's the end of that little game. It's something we're going to play every podcast. We're going to play it with some of our guests um, and see what their answers are. But let us know what yours were. And so that's it. That's the end of episode one. Do you think that went all right? It went okay. Yeah, like like I thought. Really, Nick would do most of the talking. Uh, and I would sit by the side, but give me a little bit of time, and I'll, um, I'm sure I'll be overtaking him on, in terms of uh, how much I'm talking. So um, I think we've done all right, though. As in, I don't think we've lost any clients from this. 
No, definitely not. I think uh, oh, I don't think we'll lose any clients from it anyway. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows what we're like, and I think everybody that's all my clients that have to listen to my check-ins on a weekly basis know how much I can go off on a tangent about stuff and how much I can talk. So, yeah. Well, the great the the, the the worrying thing is we we said we weren't going to dive into anything too deeply in this podcast. Yeah. And um, we both have both quite controversial in a way, in some ways, of thinking about health and fitness mm. and both very argumentative. <laughs> we don't agree on a lot. So, that yeah, we could lose a few in the future or, or each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one you'd rather. Um, so yeah, talking about future episodes, we are going to deep dive into certain subjects and topics moving forward, health, fitness and mindset related. We have got some great guests lined up with these guests. Um, a lot of them are people that you can relate to, which is really what I want to get out of this. I am, some of them are high achievers. Some of them have working in fields that work alongside with families, with kids, with health and fitness. And we're going to be interviewing them Um and each one, I'll be putting up questions on my Instagram and Hale's putting them up on her Instagram for any questions to have with said person. Um, so thank you for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Please leave a review, a five star. If you don't want to leave five star, then don't leave a review. <laughs> um, any comments, leave comments, share with your family, with your friends. Um, and we really look forward to sharing our next podcast with you. We'll see you then.